What up, y'all? Back with another episode of Blurtish. This is Keith Cooper. Uh, Mark Wallace couldn't join me for this particular one. He's out in Mark, Mark World doing all type of things. But that's all right today. Today, I have a dope guest from around the way based in New Orleans. Um, if you're on the local scene, you have seen her from everything, various things, and she Killed it at the last MechaCon. I'm with Jasmine Walker, but you may better know her better as Shira Tori Hime Cosplay. Look, I let her say it because I was gonna screw it up. <laughs> so, first off, how you doing today? I'm all right. How you doing today? Doing good. You know, out here it's good weather. It's spring. Uh, glad winter went away real quick out the blue. Same. <laughs> and it's crawfish season. Even better. Look. Crawfish and suppers on Fridays. What? Look, if y'all don't know, for the people who ain't from South Louisiana, if you're listening in around the world, I'm not Catholic. Mardi Gras just in it, but guess who loves Lent dishes? Me. Because I love seafood. So, it's just that time where there's a lot of good eating going on right now. <laughs> so, Jasmine, tell me. So, first of all, introduce people, introduce yourself to people real quick, and then we're going to dip down into what got you into what you do. Okay. Um, well, hello again. My name is Jasmine, a.k.a. Shiratori Hime Cosplay. I am um, based out of New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, I'm a cosplayer. I've been cosplaying since 2014. Um, and through my love of art, um, I've been an artist in every shape and form since I was a kid. So theater, dance, um, art, you know, drawing, painting, music, did it all. Um, and I was looking for a nice career pivot. And it just so happened that I had really gotten into cosplay. And cosplay kind of helped me pivot the career I was doing, which was teaching to what I am doing now. So what are you doing now? Well, um, pandemic. <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> what I can do. Because, you know, pandemic kind of wiped out a lot of the arts and entertainment jobs, if we're being honest. But um, I am um, taking my own commissions. Um, I just did, ooh, I just was a part of a, um, a commercial, so I have a film credit. Ah, it's so exciting. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing professionally, but for the most part, I'm commissions and things like that. So you just do it all. You are a well-rounded artiste. Yes, I try to be. <laughs> Look, one thing y'all know about Jasmine. When I first met her, I probably met her at a MechaCon a couple of years ago when I started going to cons, like probably within the past five, six years, I lose track. And, uh, you know, she's so supportive, so cheerful. Um, you know, it's good to, to meet fellow blurs, if you will, who ain't on the Hollywood tip, who are supportive. I have to throw that out there. I ain't going to go deep and do it. But, <laughs> you know, we all in this game together. And, you know, I love that my people from down here 
get it and we we support each other uh, like you Wakanda Moon I know you have done things Wakanda Moon mm -hmm. um and because y'all had a, like y'all were all you were all a part of a cosplay uh award with them before right actually no I wasn't a oh. part because I didn't go to that con but I did <laughs> meet up with them at another con a few months later okay but look she's all up in there so Ever since I met you, you've always been one of the most positive people I've met in this game. And I just want to say thank you for that, first of all. Uh, you know, it's very appreciated because you just, you come across some, uh, some crazies out there. You know, some crazy, some thieves, <laughs> some haters, you know, people who knife you in the back, con runners who doing some shady, weird things at some of their cons, some cons that ain't going to be named. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know more about that, check it out with my guest uh, with Rondrika. Y'all could go into that old episode, but yeah, I don't give them no uh, no shine because <laughs> uh, it's like it was cons that I wanted to start going to, but I'm like, you know what? I ain't spending my money on that. Mm -mm. Too old, too old for foolishness. <laughs> I like my dollars to be respected in my mind. So. In particular, what got you into cosplay? Other than the pandemic and just different things. Um, or got you into nerdy stuff, per se. Uh, I've always been a nerd. My dad <laughs> was a big Western Star Trek fan. Um, Xena, Hercules, all those old 90s shows, you know, just ate it all up sitting on uh, watching TV with him. But what really got me into um, cosplay in particular, oddly enough, was reality TV. Shame. <laughs> I was a big <laughs> reality TV nerd um, when it was big in like the um, early to mid 2000s. And which, um, I which one in particular? Heroes of Cosplay. Really? Mm-hmm. Was that on TBS? Wasn't it? Maybe one of those is either TBS or FX. It was one of those. <laughs> I vaguely remember it, but I never really got into it. That's how I started following a lot of what we know today are the big cosplayers out there. Um, so I would watch that, and I'll also watch uh, Face Off, which was like a makeup prosthetics special effects um competition that was really cool too okay see i guess i never would have i never really heard that but i do remember heroes of cosplay i also remember that maybe it was the same time as a weird show called date the nerd or nerd it was like something tbs did with nerd something in the title uh it was something odd that didn't last but I think a lot. I think uh, who was Cutie Pie Sensei on uh, Heroes of Cosplay, or was it Patreon of Cosplay? I don't uh, remember. I think um, I know for sure Yaya Han was on Heroes of Cosplay. Okay, but I don't remember who else was on there. So basically, you say you just basically been into nerdy things. Your dad helped influence you, but you've always been into it. But those are your most, I guess, pivotal things that really kick you off. So what was your first cosplay? 
My first cosplay was Storm. Um, it was her comic book version from the early 2010s. Um, that's when she went back to her mohawk. So mohawk look, nice, sleek, modern costume. That was my first cosplay. The only things I actually sewed on that was my little bolero jacket, my coattails, and that's it. <laughs> Everything else I bought. But despite, you know, like there's different forms of cosplay. There's, you can buy your things, you can make your things, whatever. Cosplay your way. But um, I was still very proud of what I made. Um, and, you know, people recognize who I was, which is even better with that being like my second or third con all together in my first time cosplaying. So that really made me feel feel very good. Like, so, and this was uh, about, what year would you say? That Probably was about, so 2014. Um, 14. So, so you started 2014. That's, uh, that's about seven years ago. So, I've been, you know, I don't think I, of course, I probably didn't know 2014, but ever since I've seen you, I've seen your progression. Now, one in particular idea, uh, the Storm Salt and Pepper version of Marcus Williams' interpretation, right? Or was it, was that based on Marcus Williams one, or that was just something that you kind of. So I saw, like you're saying, you did the. I saw you did the salt and pepper storm version. So your first one was the was the, the Mohawk storm. Was that the salt and pepper version based on the Marcus Williams drawing? Yes, it was. Okay. That's what I like. I saw it. I was like, she brought that to life. And you did it relatively, I ain't gonna say quickly, but like he had just kind of created that. When I tell you that that's picture hit me like a bolt of lightning I was like I got to make this you know and it, it was a great therapeutic build because that was like right when the pandemic shut everything down so it took me forever to get the the fabric I wanted and it still wasn't the fabric I wanted however it looks great in all the photos look you do like I was like all right that's cute I'm like I like it I like because I don't know if I bought that. Look, I got so much of market stuff that I need to hang. <laughs> that Same. I look, I need to just go ahead and put it in my binder for myself Same. and be like, that's the part of the stuff that I ain't going to sell. Mm. Like, I would love to sell Marcus art. And I actually do, you know, shameless plug, sell some of the books, the comics. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love the art. Like, ah, I saw that. I was like, like Marcus art makes me want to spend hundreds of dollars, but <laughs> <laughs> but so see, folks, progression start out with this way, and now she's doing building fan fan art. Well, I was well, I hate to say fan art, professionally done art of storm mashups. Like that's dope. Mm -hmm. So, so what, what, um, what inspires for you to select a cosplay? What, what do you, what, what must grab you for you to want to do a certain cosplay of something? 
I need to come back to it more than once. Because, you know, everybody has their little folder on their phone of, like, fan art and stuff or, you know, whatever, just art of characters on their phone. Oh, these are my characters. I have them on my phone. It's my phone wallpaper, whatever. But for me, if I'm constantly coming back to the same picture or image, I'm going to then move it from fan art folder to cosplays. Um, so it kind of elicits a good response with me. Okay. So, so, so I see that you are a seamstress. Mm-hmm. So how, I guess, you've probably been doing that forever. When did you merge that in with your cosplay and your nerdery and all that stuff? Actually, shockingly enough, I started sewing back in 2014. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I'm just, I just, I get hyper fixated, you know, on things. And I just kind of pour myself the art of sewing because it gives me the opportunity to you know tinker with my hands you know that's what you do mostly with sewing but it also gives me a lot of time to think and to plan and to visualize and interpret things and you know trial and error if you have to um that's why i like sewing more so than any other art that i've done you know growing up because usually all the other things is one and done you know Whereas sewing, I can take my time. I can make it better. I have a cosplay um, that I have been slowly um, upgrading. So I can take it. So I guess since you've been, so with sewing, cosplaying, and I'm going to try to ask a question that kind of covers, well, I guess it's going to cover all of that. Well, first off, what has been one of your biggest difficulties or, or, or trouble things or cosplays or what negative things have you may have experienced in cosplay? Nothing directly, honestly. You know, directly I've had a fairly good experience being a cosplayer. I have like internalized things as we all do. But, you know, directly from external, nothing. Good, good. Glad to hear that. Like, I'm glad that in the open things are getting better or whatever. So I'm glad that you're having a smooth, smooth experience on like some people who may have experienced some things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess if you haven't had any experience, so just in the building of cosplay, what have been some difficulty thing, difficulty things? Um, learning to embrace making a mock-up because you, you know, nobody ever likes to do things twice and especially not me. I despise doing things twice, but I have learned through many errors and many old cosplays that it is very important to do mock-ups because it gives you the opportunity to see if the process that you think is going to go right in your head actually goes right in real life because most of the time it doesn't. Look, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) You said a mouthful. The things you think that will go right in your mind generally doesn't. Like, 
that is a word for most things in life. <laughs> like you got a plan, you got them, got to have a process or thoughts or just something of what you want to do to achieve a goal. And it still may not go right. Yeah, that's for sure. So what would be your dream cosplay to do? What would be your holy grail of what you can bring to life? You know, I've been thinking about that lately. Um, just kind of thinking about um, just cosplays in general and how I want to like push my skills and things. I don't have a dream cosplay. I have dream characters that I would like to cosplay every version of, but okay. I find that I want the skills to steer me in the direction of the quote dream cosplay. I like that. So no one thing, but just having the ability. Um, what what would be your dream characters to bring to life? Um, well, my favorite characters, honestly, that will be Sailor Moon and Vegeta. Okay, so you're gonna make like your own custom Vegeta? Uh, yes, I have um one that I really, really want to make, but it's mostly armor. And since I'm a seamstress, I've done some armor. But this is like all armor. So it's like, ugh. now it's not a traditional saying armor. It's like a traditional Japanese samurai armor. Really? Okay. See, I, I now I'm. Where you go? Uh, I don't know. I, I see, here's the crazy part. Crazy part is I have a pattern. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hear me? Hello. 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 So you're building the Japanese armor, Vegeta. When are you you when are you plan to start on it? Um, don't know because um, there's a few more kinks I need to work out because I I want to make my own fabric pattern. I guess you can say. Um, so I'm trying to find the the best way to do like this in this fabric because of course I'm going to you know dive straight into making the actual fabric that's underneath the armor and then try to wrap my brain or in the meantime wrap my brain around the actual armor itself like painting and things like that man I look I love what you're doing it just sounds phenomenal it sounds like some hard work but some satisfying work Speaking of satisfying work being recognized, tell us about your your the experience at the last MechaCon when you won your award. Oh, 
man, talk about validating, you know, because I, I think I started entering contests, um, maybe 2017, 2018, I believe. Um, that's when I started entering contests. Um, and like I said, hyperfixation, you know, I got pretty, pretty good, pretty quickly, but I just didn't get that, that, that validation. I guess you could say like, notice me senpai, <laughs> but thankfully senpai noticed me. It was one of, one of my uh, favorite cosplayers that I follow, um, Alicat Cosplay. Um, uh, yeah. Judges Award at MechaCon. That was so validating and so exciting. Like, it was just great. It was so great. I, I met her at, yeah, I met her at the MechaCon. She was so sweet and nice. I would love to, to get her to the MicroCon in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, we want to have you. I definitely want you to apply and come too as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, quick shameless plug on that event. But, um, but yeah, that was dope. Like, you know, I was going through it and I saw in fact, I'm shocked if they didn't reach out to you. I know they reached out to Kai Lynn, um, or uh, Kai. I, I know she got a whole name. Kai. You know? Yeah. And she actually wound up being a judge at the event as well, too. So, you know, I saw that. I was like, okay, I guess they didn't get a chance because we probably had our judges. But I was shocked if they didn't. But I'm damn sure going to recommend you because... Mm-hmm. First of all, you had, I don't know the character, but I know that cosplay took a lot of work. Yeah, it did. Big cosplays uh, tend to, you know, and the next one that I'm planning, oh man, this is going to be so big. It's going to be a, a version of Sailor Moon from a really cool fan artist. Um, and it's going to be 18th century style. So breaches. Big stupid dumb coat, big stupid <laughs> dumb cape, embroidery. Oh, I'm planning it, and I'm, I've been looking at this picture since last year, like the beginning of last year. So that's how much I've been stewing on this to the point where it's like, okay, I gotta do it. It's time to plan. Speaking of super and big dumb things, I'm joking. I'm laughing about myself. But you know what? <laughs> you are somebody, you might have something that I want, that I want done. Just side note. I've been dying to get me a Demon Slayer robe. Ooh. And not, and not just the usual, because you know, I'm a big man. I'm chubby. You know, sometimes I go to dealer's rooms and I'm a little upset. Because you know, you got to be real thin. If you want to wear certain things or those, you know, stuff that they have. Mm-hmm. I, you know which Demon Slayer robe that I want? Which one? I want this, the the white clouds and sky blue one Ooh. when Tanjiro was in training. Mm. I wish he would have kept that design. I actually like that. I Look, not, you don't see it all. You see it sometimes on sale, but you can't really, you know, you're always going to see the, the green checker one. Everybody has a green checker one. And not that I, I love it, you know, but nobody's really rocking with the sky blue one at a con and all that. 
you know, I don't cosplay. You know, I just I wouldn't mind having something like that. Now, of course, I need to check with you and see how to go about commissions and all that. <laughs> how it would be made. But who knows? I am definitely open to listen. In fact, since I just asked that, so you as a person take commissions, tell us about that process, how people can, con you know, or just, I guess, tell us about the process of making commissions and doing other people's stuff. Um, well, first off, it is nerve wracking, you know. <laughs> she she <laughs> got straight to the making, point. You're making <laughs> something for someone, <laughs> for a body that you can't try on in the mirror yourself. You know, so I'm always, always, always nervous when, you know, I finally get finished and I ship it off to a customer and I was like, please give me feedback, you know, and all my feedback has been great, you know, um, but it really, every time is nerve wracking. And I guess that's the nature of the beast. But um, the way my commissions work is you just, you know, look, check out my um, highlights on Instagram. They'll tell you exactly what you need to um, um, email me. Or DM me, whatever is your preference. You know, everybody has their preference of contact. Um, but just give me your character references. Uh, give me your basic clothing size. And we can go from there. And once you accept um, the quote that I give you, we can go ahead and get started. Okay. But I don't know. Hopefully, I can afford it. Because I know I ain't the smallest of guy. But... I definitely will keep this in mind. Keep note, folks. If you find, if if it happens this year, you're gonna know one one of the people who possibly could have done it. Hmm. Hopefully, that's an easy material to find. Like just to find that design pattern. Ah, it, it's probably not. <laughs> I have my ways. Oh, okay. All right. See, she she might have to connect to Japan. You know, <laughs> she might have straight from. Tanjiro fan art or something, you know. Look, might have me have me fresh out here, you know. Maybe I might mix it up, you know. Maybe who knows? Maybe I'll get something crazy and add some uh, you know, some of the sky blue SU patches to match my alma mater. See, because you know that blue. Now you know Southern. Now I ain't gonna lie, we use every blue. I ain't gonna say every blue, but we go from dark to sky blue. Got the powder blue. We do. You, know. <laughs> you you a jaguar too? Yeah, I'm a jag. Proud. Okay. Well, you graduated. Graduated in 2011. Okay. All right. So I am, I guess, a lot older than you. A little bit. I was class 03. <laughs> I was like, oh, oops. <laughs> Still, that's okay. That's okay. So you uh Suno or Baton Rouge? Not Bad that that matters. We all Jaguars, but you know. No Suno's oh. privateers. No offense to Suno, but they privateers. Suno's privateers. Privateer. They no, I was like Southern. I, thought, I was saying Southern University of uh, New Orleans. Not, not, not that school. But, you know, New Orleans privateers. Uh, because you know, you know, so so no, S U B R. We mm -hmm. all the same. So wait, she came to the to the one in Baton Rouge. All right, I didn't know. See, she a fellow Jaguar. See, dope. See, I knew she was a good person. <laughs> Shout out to all my ground fam who listening. If you listening, we love y'all. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
Sorry, they're going through the whole Art Browse uh, coaching hire embarrassment right now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to <laughs> if you listen. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, see, 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 I see her. She already know. See, see how this works, folks. She already know what 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 I'm going. She already in my head as a seamstress. See, I might get some. See, instead of the gold, we you get the little like the SU, the white SU. Sometimes the that they do throw that on the top. Throw so my blurtish logo on it. Mm-hmm. What did I just talk up my own commission? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'll I'll be wearing that. Look, y'all just gonna see a bunch of clouds, y'all. Like, I'm sorry, you know. You're going to see a big, giant cloud rolling your way. <laughs> Bringing the sunshine. Not the cloud, not on a cloudy day, but, but yeah. But, uh, so, what is your, what's your next con you got coming up? Um, I may or may not pop into CypherCon. I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. Um, but definitely for sure, MomoCon is on my schedule. For this year, I want to go to Momo. I don't think I'm going to make it to Momo. Ah, I, I I'm trying to look the 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 problem of being a vendor. You always want to put your vending first before <laughs> being just to yeah. enjoy it. It's like I want to go. It'll be fun, but it's like I want to holler at MobyCon, and it's like they would be the same weekend. Mm. And it's like I can just make it. I can make it to Mobile out in a day. Atlanta, not so much because I'm not. I'm not flying. Like I have never done a con where I had to fly and bring all my stuff. I ain't at that level yet. Not to you know. You don't have to be at that level, folks. I'm just not flying because of COVID right now. I don't trust it right now. You know. I know everybody's like, oh, it's it's better. Like I don't know. No. <laughs> like. And also, it's it's expensive as hell right now. <laughs> like, oh man, it is. like it was high already, but you know, thanks to a certain uh, despot in Russia, oh, it, it ain't about to get no cheaper. <laughs> so, either I'm driving, which is also like buying a damn plane ticket, or I have to fly. So, I don't think I'm gonna make it. <sighs> if it ain't COVID, it's the pocketbook. Bummer, but hopefully I'll run into you again soon. I may come out to CypherCon. I really want to because I I, I want to see the homie Mega Ran again. I want to see him perform. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to have a table. Um, I couldn't get there. All I had was a booth left. I did CypherCon Mini, but I am going to try to come out there. Uh, I'm going to be at the STCC, the St. Tammany Toy and Collector Con as a vendor. Oh. Um, so I will be at that one, but but the good thing though, if I go to Cypher, I can actually just enjoy it, <laughs> right? And walk around and see all the things and do all the things. Yeah, I can just kind of hang out, kind of like how I did at CoastCon, but with more uh, things going on. So that's kind of the plan. Uh, but yeah, I hope you make it to Cypher. Um, but yeah, Momo, I can't wait to see pictures of Momo. Um, also, let's see what I wanted to ask you. So, 
what would you, I guess, what are your future plans? What, what are your goals in the future? And where do you plan to take your skills, your cosplay, your love of nerdy things? What are your future goals to achieve? Um, short-term goals, I just want to be able to, you know, get out there more on the film side and get more gigs in that arena. But, you know, I'm still an educator at heart. And I would like to get back into education, but not so much in the structure of a school. School and artists, I'm finding, don't really work that well. Let's oh, no. Yeah, be honest. <laughs> you know, we, we know the state of education and how emphasis is placed on other things and not on a whole rounded child. And see, sometimes... <sighs> My mind splits into two of that because I graduated in the county, but I love, I would have loved to have done art if I could have made a living with it. Like I didn't, you know, I ain't never really do it, but art is always one of those things that people, every kid loves to draw when they're little. Nobody grows up saying, hey, I want to be an accountant until they know what an accountant is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but when it comes to the school system, other people are like, oh, well, Nobody needs to know the humanities and different things of that, such and such. And I understand, even when it comes to like the college argument, they'd be like, oh, you didn't need to take all these classes or whatever. Maybe some in college, but I do agree that it'd be cool if you could actually add some of those as college electives, if they counted for college electives and they would be able to be taught in high school. So you can make that person well rounded before they have, so they can have more of a choice in college. Yeah. But of course, I'm also more extreme. I also want to make people learn personal finance in, co- in high school, too. But they don't push that, do they? Nope. nope. So, <laughs> you know, like, you know, they, they cry about one side of the fence and then don't do other crap that they cry about for kids when they're young. They just want you to get, you know, nothing wrong with a trade. In fact, you should be proud to have that skill, but you do need other life skills like balancing a checkbook, learning how to make a budget, learning how to cook, learning how if you're going to get into other stuff. Because, I'm sorry, I can I just have a little quick side, a smidge of the side? Go ahead. Just real quick. Because I see a lot of artists, people holler about NFTs, they want to play the stock market game or, or do all these things. Y'all, I don't know. I can't tell you if NFTs is good for you or not, I think it's cool for people who have a a very, say, successful product. But ultimately, you know, some things just, it could be priceless or it could be invaluable or it could be worthless. All I'm saying is physical art um, or digitally printed to be physical art to me, is always going to have more valuable than a lot of this metaverse stuff. I just been seeing since the pandemic how the wild, uncontrollable stuff have been growing on the rise. And people have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it just seems like society talks out of both sides of its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm making any sense out there, maybe I'm rambling. Nah. But, you making sense? It's like 
I'm all for, I, and I tell people, even artists or whatever, I said, the one thing people tell you don't, the people who tell you don't worry about money, they doing everything to learn about money. <laughs> so, though, if you're an artist, it's good to be well-rounded, take business, learn some business courses. If you're in business, it's okay to learn about humanities, history, uh, arts, that pique your mind and interest. We're not automatons. We're not robots. People shouldn't be like, get a job and you just prepare just for that job. But what if that job goes out of business? Okay. It's hard to transfer skills. And I say this as a person that has pivot careers. Like, you know, it is such a shame that they really, they, the powers that be, kind of force our generation that college is the thing. College is the thing. But, you know, you're really narrowing down a person because we are not the generation that are going to stay in the same job position for 30, 40 years. No, it's, in fact, a lot of it ain't even possible when you have your, when you have kids or you find out. Myself, for example, um, I, first job out of school, I was traveling around being a bank examiner. Then I was like, I can't do this. This is wild. I'm wanting, you know, me and my my wife now, we weren't even engaged. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do this and live on the road. And we're married. That's unfair to her. And that just sucks. Then, you know, our child has special needs and need us to be both in the house and do things. And I was working budgeting. I was working like a madman on the weekends and all through like just when it was budget season and I needed to have more time for my job. So you just don't know. Like there's some things that will kick life will kick you in the ass where you cannot have that job, same job for 30 years. Yeah. So that's just my little side, right? Like, you know, like when you say about the structure of schools, it's the structure of life. <laughs> Sometimes it ain't gonna go. It don't go back as you planned to take it all the way about having a mock-up. See? We tie it all together, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know. Don't have that mock-up. You might as well just fall off a cliff. But since you, I am talking to a seamstress and a cosplayer, I do want to ask you about one anime, if you've seen it, and what you think of it. Okay. Have you ever heard of My Dress Up Darling? No. Tell me about that. Okay. Believe it or not, sometimes, you know, I'm a well-rounded guy. I like to try out some stuff I find out. It's basically a manga slash anime about cosplaying and a guy who can sew, who makes cosplay for this girl that likes him and he likes her. But, you know, they kind of do the whole thing. But it's not necessarily shonen or shoujo. It's a little bit more mature, but not. It, what is it, Jose? Is it Jose? Uh, uh, I guess whatever you would say is a little bit above young girl, young lady, as they say in Japan. Jose. So I would say yes. It's like middle, older teen, a little bit older teen and up. So very well done. Um, It's likable. The characters are likable. You know, it's no real high pressure, and they're both pursuing their dreams. Like, to make it real quick, the young man, he just fell out of place because he loves making henna dolls that he learned from his family. 
his grandpa do what he lived with his grandpa. And he kind of felt insecure because when he was a kid, you know how Japan always it's always all the way back to when they're like six. <laughs> never <laughs> not like all the way through high school, something just never happened. But maybe that I can see how that happens. Where, you know, a little girl said, You're a boy, why you do these things, whatever, blah, blah. And he's not like, you know, he's just a regular guy. You know, he just likes the art of it and he finds it beautiful. And that might you know, we don't know what happened to his parents or whatever. Maybe there's more to it, but he lives with his grandpa. We don't know. So, you know, this is a slice of life. But he meets in high school a young lady who's very popular, good looking. She actually is like a model. But she kind of, she's otaku. But, you know, at school, she doesn't really, you know, do stuff. But then she find out like, oh, you have these skills. And I think this is wonderful. And he was like one of she was one of the first few people that accepted him right off the bat when she got to know what he can do. So he don't really know nothing about being like otaku or being a taku or cosplay or nothing, but he can sew, he can do all type of other skills, draw. Like he's super detailed, like hyper fixated, like yourself. Mm-hmm. Like when he create a mock up and a plan, it is like the most detailed. Everybody's like, how the, why are you this detailed? But it's great. So it really kind of goes over, like you could say, cost of a beginner cosplayer because she don't know how to do any of the drawing, none of the stuff herself, not even the makeup, but, you know, or the cosplay makeup. And it just shows them navigating this different stuff and talking about it and all that. And I honestly have gotten a new respect for cosplayers watching this. And hell, of, I always have respect for you seamstress. Like, just from the pandemic of y'all making masks and fixing my mask. Shout out. So, so Lynn, if you're listening, Darlin, appreciate what you do. <laughs> That's the homie, my, my local seamstress here um, that I use. See what Lynn sews. Oh, hopefully I mess up her name, but you can see her at uh, this Thursday. She's going to be one of the vendors with me. She done um, stuff with me before. So basically, I think most cosplayers, you know, depending on if it's not, hopefully it's not like boring or nothing, but I think y'all would like it. Like, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Maybe one day you come and review it. Well, it I just, like a good slice of life, so I'll definitely give it a review. Yep. It's called My Dress Up Darling. Uh, you can find the scans to read. It's like Sono Bisque. Just look up Japanese name. I ain't about to screw that up, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know what I like. I dig it, and I like likable characters that ain't butt heads to each other or do that weird thing where I really like them, but I'm gonna be mean to them. Like I'm glad that stuff from the '90s then kind of stopped. You know, it's like she like she. It's cool that the main character really likes this guy who felt insecure by himself, but he likes her too. And you can, I, I think they're going to realize that before, way before the end of the series, hopefully. But I think it's cute. It's a cute, low, low frills, well drawn, well animated series. Like, it's like, it's, this is dope. You know, it's a good thing to slide, like, slide in between worlds being blown up, and Dragon Ball Z, and, you know, demons being slain. You know, why somebody actually talk about making cosplays? Yeah. <laughs> 
it's good to have different uh, genres that you tap into. So, I'd have ran my mouth enough, but uh, so I'm gonna give the last few minutes to you to talk about whatever you want to promote, whatever you want to drop. If you want to show anybody any love, I'm gonna say the floor is yours. Okay. Well, um, I have recently opened my commissions, so if you are interested in getting a cosplay or clothing, I do do clothes as well. Um, a commission done, um, you can go ahead and head over to my Instagram page at shcc.designs. Um, head over there, check out highlights so you can see what you need to do in order to um, request a quote. And I'm taking all orders that are due for the summer and beyond. All right. And you might see her at MomoCon if you go. You, oh, you will see her at MomoCon. You definitely will see me at MomoCon. I am going to be bringing back um, the cosplay that I wore at MechaCon. All right. Demon Queen LaGravelima from the Promised Neverland with Upgrade. Upgrades, man. I'll be looking for her on the stage. All right. Entering into the contest? Yes, for sure. Most definitely. And you may see her, CypherCon, out in Lake Charles, Louisiana, by the water and the gambling and the fishing. (laughs) (laughs) So this has been fun. I'm so glad you came on. And, of course, this will not be your last time coming on. Um, Who knows? If y'all out there listening, you know, drop a comment when you can. You know, tell her what you think. Hopefully, go check out her stuff. Holler at her, follow her. And who knows? Might try to keep bringing you back on. Maybe when I do some cosplay. I mean, not cosplay reviews. I don't do cosplay. But <laughs> maybe when I do some anime reviews. Hey, I don't know what anime you watch. But maybe you might join, join in. All right. I'll be happy to come back. Look. I'm definitely down because I just did a review of Demon Slayer. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of in a break between some shonen, but I do need to catch up on some things. But I've been really dipping down to the slice of life, and one, you know that uh, one I've been watching that I really do love. You ever heard of Don't Toy with Me, Miss Nagatoro? Yes. I love the hell out of that show. Oh, good. I, I really do. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to review it. I could review it, but I don't want to be. <laughs> Y'all just watch it. <laughs> it's they be almost on that borderline of foolishness. <laughs> oh man, comedies are just my jam. But I love a good comedy. Mm-hmm. I, and and shout out to the English voice actor is actually a, a black woman. So Nagatoro is black, y'all. Even though she was black already, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was official. <laughs> but I ain't going to hold you up much longer. I thank you again, uh, folks. You've been listening to this podcast at www.blerd-ish.com. That's www.flourish.com. Find it at your favorite uh, podcast app out there from Apple, Google, iTunes, all that I know I said iTunes and Apple, whatever, uh, wherever you want to find it. But, of course, you can always find it on the website through Anchor and through Spotify as well, too. Um, sales should be up by the time you hear this. 
the Marcel be up and running. Um, and that's all I got. So I'm going to be at some cons, be at STCC. You will also find me, which is the St. Tammany uh, Toy and Collector Con, and I will be at the Mobile Bay Anime Fest. That's the ABC Convention Con. That will be at the Daphne Mobile Center. Uh, not hard to find. Just go to ABC Conventions, and you'll see the little cute anime crab <laughs> as, their, as their logo. And I'll be on that at the end of about April 22nd through the 25th. So that's what I got coming up. And who knows? We're going to get ready. It's it's con season again, y'all. Con season. So excited. Like it's, It feels normal somewhat again. Just wear your mask. Wear your mask. Stay masked up. Stay masked up. I'm maxed up. I'm ready to act up, but not too much. Don't don't rate, don't make them damn numbers rise up. Come on, Baton Rouge. Come on, New Orleans. Come on, Louisiana. We we, we trying. <laughs> we we want these events. We trying. So I'm gonna say good night. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming on. Really appreciate you. And thank you for having me. Peace. Peace.